I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. This is David and this is your new episode of Baselayer. I have Anton Bukov, the co-founder and CTO of One Inch with me today. Anton, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Hello, everyone. Good to have you with us. Uh, There is, as I've said a few times already over the last few weeks, an explosion of things that are happening within decentralized finance. We are seeing such amazing rollout and build out of new applications and new platforms that all of a sudden will have hundreds of millions of dollars of, of value locked in them and all these other things that are happening. And one inch is part of this whole Cambrian explosion of things that are happening in DeFi. So we're going to talk about that and what one inch is doing uh, in terms of DEX aggregation and what that means. But before we get too far into that, Anton, what we'd like to do is before one inch, what did you do prior to that? And what really inspired you in terms of distributing decentralized systems in terms of the world of digital assets? What really inspired you to build One Inch? So uh, I, I started developing software more than 15 years ago when I was like a kid. And uh, uh, I usually wrote programs for desktops, for different operating systems, sometimes cross-platform. Uh, applications um, then i switched it to uh, ios development it was very uh, nice time for me because i used all this uh, apple software for for developers it's pretty nice and then i uh, discovered uh, blockchains and smart contracts mm, i discovered blockchains before smart co- smart contracts uh, happened <laughs> to blockchains and uh, it was like more than five years ago, I just played with some projects, read some white papers to understand how exactly they work. And uh, um, three years ago, I switched to smart contract development since I discovered how cool is to write software for blockchains. And uh, like I, I feel the power behind this uh, smart contract because it's like few hundred lines of few lines of code could be like super powerful they could like do some actions with value and i, I was so amazed with uh, these opportunities so i switched to smart contract development three years ago as it as i said and uh, since that time i worked uh, in a few crypto companies and uh, also like uh, w- when i first met co-founder of one inch uh, sergey kunz it was in 2018 in the middle of the year we uh, started to do security audits and live streams on youtube you, you could imagine like we are reading each line of a few hundred lines of code smart contract and trying to understand and describe to our auditory how exactly this smart contract works 
how, how each line could affect security and so on. And uh, we, it, it, you could imagine like three to four hours live stream where we reading each line of code <laughs> and inspecting it. Yeah, mm -hmm. we we did more than one hundred security audits in uh, in less than one year, and uh, it was it was really cool and fun, but it it was also exhausting for us. You know, it's like doing audit once. Oh, per two or three days, which is three to four hours long, is quite exhausting. Yes. And uh, then at the end of uh, 2018, we discovered uh, Ethereum Global hackathons. And not only Ethereum Global, but blockchain hackathons. They were like around all over the world. And we participated at almost 20 different hackathons at different locations in 2019. They were really around the globe, like uh, even in South Africa, in India, in uh, in Japan. So <laughs> it was uh, really fun for us because mm -hmm. we found out that we, we could uh, get bounties on these hackathons, which could at least uh, cover uh, these trips, hackathon trips. I mean, all, all these tickets and uh, living in hotels is like fully covered, but. I would not say that we earn something on hackathons. It's like self-sustainable <laughs> to mm. participate in worldwide hackathons. Right. Uh, I'm not sure it's self-sustainable for the most teams, but we were lucky enough to win enough bounties to cover all our uh, spendings. And uh, we got like a huge base of contacts of different hackers, of uh, organizers, of different uh, investors who also, uh, and angels who also participate in these hackathons. And uh, uh, in May of the previous year, we started a uh, one-inch project on S New York hackathon. We had like fully working prototype, which was built in uh, 40, 48 hours or 36 hours, I don't really remember. It was working with three DEXs. It was Uniswap, Banker, and Kyber. It was uh, splitting among them to uh, to give a better rate than on each uh, separate DEX. Let, let, let's hone in on that for a second. 36 or 48 hours? Yeah, I'm not sure how long uh, this hackathon was because it's it usually from 36 to 48 hours, yeah. But you had one inch basically laid out in 36 to 48 hours. Yeah, very, very first version, which allowed it to split among three DEXs. Yeah. <clears throat> if people who are listening to this show are not amazed that you can create a platform that is now, we'll talk about how much they've raised and we talk about how much they actually have in terms of overall volume, which is over $1 billion. 36 to 48 hours, people. This is how new companies and new platforms, especially in this world, will come about. So you better keep your eyes and ears open for these hackathons and for these teams that are doing this because then all of a sudden a year later, they become incredibly valuable. Well done. Yeah, so, you, you know, to, today we like celebrated one and a half billion. One and a half billion, sorry. <laughs> my, my data was uh, a few days old. <laughs> um, so that's just absolutely amazing. So <clears throat> as I, as Anton was alluding to, 
So one inch is what we would consider a DEX aggregator. And for those that are not familiar with DEXs, we've talked about them a lot on the show um, over the last year and a half or so. There's this idea of centralized exchanges, like the Coinbase's of the world, and then there's the idea of decentralized exchanges, where there's no central kind of point of authority. It's mostly run on protocols and smart contracts. Um, now they're moving into these uh, kind of instruments called DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, where again everything is run on protocol, um, and you have governance that is with all the different validators out there and people that are holders of the specific token, uh, if they have a native token. So this is how this whole world is getting disintermediated. And it's really interesting because we've seen, over the course of the last six months, we've seen DEXs start to actually take some real uh, market. Um, people are starting to get very interested in them. And so One Inch recently raised $2.8 million in their first ever external funding round. And some very prominent investors, Binance Labs, uh, FTX, Galaxy Digital, uh, Dragonfly Capital, and several others. And so why, what purpose um, for those that are still learning about digital assets, that are still learning about this asset class, what purpose does One Inch serve to the investors and folks out there? What are you, what are we doing that is so special that you know some of these prominent investors and you know some of the the volume that you've been able to accrue what are you doing there that is so special in your opinion yeah you, you know since moment we started and uh, for like a, like a, um, nearly to one year uh, this project was fully served by two and a half men we were like with sergey two persons and uh, our one hacker friend helped us a lot so uh, we just switched to full time on uh, May of this year because previously we had like a full time jobs and uh, uh, built one inch uh, on the nights, you know. And uh, uh, we were rising to have like a, a access to, to get like a traction uh, among among the uh, investors and. Uh, we tried to uh, grab the like uh, most uh, exciting investors in uh, blockchain space. So uh, yeah, it, it was like this. Right. So let's kind of hone in again on the really the special sauce. So Dex aggregation is a critical building block that enables. What's happening in DeFi, uh, according to what you wrote, and we've had you know a few different of the players in DeFi come on the show recently, and so we've talked about this idea of total value locked, um, where we've seen this explosion of eight hundred thirty million dollars at the end of April to about four point seven billion uh, as of this recording in uh, mid uh, mid August, and so we've seen this this absolute explosion of total value locked in these different um, kind of vehicles, if you will. And so what specifically does one inch do for those that are learning about DeFi, those that are learning about DEXs, if you had to boil it down, what are you doing there that is giving people an advantage? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, the total value locked is not... Uh, 
like what uh, one inch is competitive in because uh, our total value locked was zero uh, until we launched Muniswap. But the thing what one inch is uh, really cool is that we have a great volume. So what one inch did is that we realized that all these layer one DEXs, which are permission permissionless and could be accessed by anyone, they are uh, still separate DEXs and uh, they behave as separate DEXs and liquidity on each is not enough to compete with centralized exchanges. And they, they're trying to compete with each other. And we came up to solution that we could grab all these DEXs and unite them in a single huge high liquidity DEX. And uh, that's all what we did. We just united all the all this uh, separate DEXs, all this fragmented uh, liquidity into single huge DEX. And when we started, it was like we should just split uh, user volume among like few DEXs, three to five DEXs. But what we see, what also happened to DeFi and DEXs in one year, that now we have to uh, to work with hundreds of different pools. Each of these pools behaves as a separate DEX, and uh, the aggregation also changed significantly in in one year. We we could not even expect that this would work uh, uh, like like this, but this happened, and now we are also adopting our algorithms to aggregate even better. And yeah, we're, we're going to release new version with a, a re real multi-path algorithm, which would give like even better prices on, on the existing market. Right. Okay. I want to break this down for people who might be listening to this and saying, what the hell are you guys talking about here? And so again, you know, my show has people that are out there that are learning about this, that are getting interested in this world, are starting to put some money into this, into this whole asset class. And so if you were a, you know, again, I'll use you know, my background and I want you to let me know if you agree or disagree with this. In the days of equities or debt, I would be using a Bloomberg terminal. I would be going to RFQ for best bid and ask for specific assets, whether it was an FX pair, whether it was a commodity, something of that nature. And depending on my enablements, I would be getting best bids and asks from Goldman, from Credit Suisse, from Deutsche Bank, from Morgan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, tier two, tier three banks. And I'd see this all laid out in front of me. And so I can see the disparity in price in the best bid and ask. I can see the, the spreads. Um, and I can you know, basically make a picture of everything that was happening out there on a specific asset that I cared about and I wanted to potentially trade. And so the idea here, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there are other DEXs out there. There's Uniswap, there's Kyber, there's Airswap, there's Oasis, there's Bancor, there's Balancer, there's Curve. All of these new things that have popped up over the last year and a half or so, give or take. And so instead of having to go to each one of those and looking kind of independently for you know the best price, if you will, you're telling me that someone can go onto one inch and see all of those different providers, those liquidity providers at the same time in one uniform location, similar to my analogy of say like a Bloomberg terminal with an FX pair. Is that correct or not? Yeah, it's, it's correct, it's fully correct. Uh, you know, the one of the most significant part is that we made these DEXs to compete in like uh, visible manner. So th the more 
liquidity is on the DEX, the, the more volume it would get from us because we do optimize for, for the user for sure. And one more thing, which is uh, like different from what you described it, is that on each DEX, the more you swap, the worse is the rate. And we can analyze how price drops with the volumes. And we also can split your volume among multiple DEXs and do this in single transaction to allow price to be even better on uh, than on each separate DEX. So it sounds like there's a bit of a shard type of algorithm there that splits out. So hypothetically, if I wanted to buy a large block of Ave of Lend, that you would be able to go out to specific DEXs out there, depending on their liquidity profile that you've been able to determine uh, vis-a-vis your computations, and then split that trade out instead of just going to one location and potentially causing some sort of, you know, kind of market uh, anomaly type of thing. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So the more you swap on each deck, the worse will be the rate. This is not a surprise. But uh, what we did that we tried to minimize this price impact on all the DEXs. Got it. And so talk to us about the, the use of smart contracts here. How does that equate into everything that's happening there? Yeah, we have own smart contract, which is like also a security layer because we can integrate even non-trusted uh, smart contracts. And even if they have uh, some uh, v- vulnerabilities, our smart contract is like a security guard of the user wallet. And we just grab all the funds user want to swap on this smart contract with the exact instructions where to swap and how, how many tokens. And uh, uh, this smart contract performs all the swaps on different DEXs and then checks if the returning amount is enough for the user. And uh, if it's not enough, transaction will be fully reverted and you will pay only for the gas. But if you would uh, receive enough tokens, you will just uh, get it. Got it. So I want to talk about MooniSwap. Um, and then I want to talk about some of the roadmap that you have here. Looks like you're uh, releasing a algo that uh, has one inch API to respond in less than a second and then a few other different things. But I want to talk about uh, MooniSwap first uh, because this idea of AMMs, which um, are liquidity pools that allow users to easily switch between tokens in a fully decentralized and non-custodial way. Um, and we've had a few different AMMs come on the show. Um, I want to, you know, hear more about MooniSwap and what it's specifically doing uh, in the marketplace. And then, as I said, I want to hone in on some of the roadmap items that you have going on, including uh, introducing liquidity mining, uh, farming or yield farming, as the meme goes. But let's talk about MooniSwap first. What is it and what is its purpose in the market and how is it specializing compared to some of the competitors out there? Yeah, MooniSwap is an automated market maker. Like uh, we know some AMMs on the market, like Uniswap, like uh, Banker was the first one, and Balancer, they are pretty different. Uh, Banker was the first, they have like uh, paired uh, pools with uh, their own BNT token. Now they have also own BUSD token uh, or USDB. I'm not sure, BUSD or USDB, it's Banker USD. And uh, the second one which uh, appeared was Uniswap. It have uh, two tokens in the pool of, of the same proportion. And uh, 
Uniswap pools allows people to trade one token to another, and the, they are trying to keep both tokens in the same proportions. They are like uh, uh, automatically rebalancing user portfolios. So those one who provide liquidity to this AMM would achieve uh, instantly rebalancing portfolio of two assets. And uh, Balancer appeared uh, this year. It's uh, uh, from technology point of view, it's pretty similar to Uniswap, but it's multi-dimensional. It have like multiple tokens in single pool and allows arbitrary proportions of these tokens. While Uniswap is 50-50 uh, uh, proportion, a balancer allows custom proportions in, and it allows to you to create any custom pools with any tokens and any proportions. We came up to idea of own AMM, which solves uh, problems uh, which we discovered on uh, existing KMMs. So we found out that uh, Uniswap uh, pools uh, are like highly arbitrageable. So when someone swaps, you, you could uh, uh, get your price worth by fixed fee, which is 0.3%, and also based on the formula. The, the formula behaves as following. The more you swap, the worse is the rate. So mm -hmm. final users could get slippage like one, two persons, even even more. And it depends on uh, like how much user swaps and how much liquidity is in the pool. If pool have one million, if you're gonna swap 10,000, it's cool, you will have like 0.3 or 0.4 slippage. But if you're gonna swap like 100,000 with 1 million liquidity, you, you could get like few persons slippage. And uh, we realized that all this slippage uh, is not earned by liquidity providers at all. It is fully earned by arbitrageurs, but like with the fastest arbitrageur on the market, who also paid a bunch of ether to uh, miners because mm -hmm. they are like using super high gas fee to earn this few hundred bucks or even few thousand bucks, which was your slippage. And we decided to improve this because, you know, uh, we, we came up to idea how to make this uh, price to opposite direction. You know, when, when you have like a super sleepy swap on Uniswap, it will immediately offer a super profitable price for the opposite direction. And we came up to idea, what if we would make this price not instantly available, but we would like improve it uh, over the time. So we introduced some decay period, which is now configured to five minutes. And uh, over this, during these five minutes, our AMM is changing the price uh, by improving it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, any swap happens, we use like virtual price, which is not uh, which is worse than real price, and this allows to pool to capture mo most of the slippage which was just happened. So when someone have a super sleepy swap, we are we are starting to improve price in opposite direction, and when this price is uh, good enough for arbitrageurs, they do arbitrage. But since we are using virtual price and virtual balances for this, uh, this allows arbitrageur to earn a bit and rebalance uh, this uh, AMM. And this allows liquidity providers of this AMM to earn a lot. Got it. 
I'm guessing there are price oracles involved with this. Is there some sort of relationship with something like a chain link out there or band? Yeah, you know, we don't use any external dependencies for this AMM. The coolest part of uh, most AMMs is that they don't need to know any price. You know, if you have like two assets of the same proportions in and you have some formula which is uh, like de decreasing uh, price with the volume, uh, when price changes out, out of this uh, AMM, uh, anyone can uh, instantly get a profit by swapping one token to another. But this action would rebalance your AMM to new price. And that's, that's how it works. You don't need any external dependencies like oracles. And we developed even our own solution to be an oracle. So like Uniswap V2 provides uh, time weight average price oracles. So the price on this oracle is, uh, so Uniswap provides oracles, which gives time weight average price. And we, uh, we were not able to deliver time weight oracles, but we came up to idea to develop volume weight oracles since uh, volume manipulations are stricted on our type of AMM. We introduced different type of oracles, and external projects could use MuniSwap as as well as Uniswap for uh, getting information from these oracles. Got it. As I said, I also want to focus in on some of the things that you guys have in terms of the roadmap. Uh, one inch soon, and maybe this is now, plan to release your own token, um, introducing liquidity mining on specific Muniswap pools and perform an initial airdrop based on provided liquidity starting from the Muniswap's release date. Um, and so talk to us about that. We've seen other iterations of native tokens for these types of uh, platforms, you know, the types of, you know, BAL and Compound and others out there. Talk to us about it. What is it supposed to do? Um, what does it provide a holder? What type of governance procedures are there involved with it? Yeah, you know, I, I can't right now fully disclosure the mechanic behind our, our token, but we were not thinking uh, about a governance. We are thinking about highly utility token, and we have like uh, an idea of proper tokenomics for it. It's like unique tokenomic not yet presented on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to start with it. Uh, so yeah, we will have like uh, liquidity mining of, of the token before our tokenomic would uh, even launch it mm. for sure because this would require more time for us to launch it. Uh, but yeah, we would like to start uh, this way with uh, utility token, then Got with it. platform, uh, with tokenomics working on the platform. It, it would be really uni unique and I hope most of the uh, DeFi uh, leaders would really love it, okay. and uh, and yes, then we also will be able to to add additional species species to this tokenomic, like uh, having maybe some buy and burn from one inch volumes um, or or something else. You know, we, we don't need all the all, all our products to serve the tokenomics, but if uh, if this would be useful, we would we would uh, we would use it, you know. Okay. Curious. Last question before we just uh, find out more about um, well, where we can get more information about what you've been building. 
I'm curious in terms of looking outward in, and obviously you are now a co-founder, you're a CTO. Um, you know, there's been some issues in the last 24 to 48 hours with a project out there that had its rebaser, uh, have some bugs in it and it got flooded, uh, with about $400 million of volume in there. Um, and I'm curious, you know, as you are a co-founder and you're obviously starting to see a lot of volume coming onto your platform, you know, talk to us about the trials and tribulations of this, you know, what do you do out there to ensure that, you know, investors, participants, everyone else out there, you know, has some level of security. Obviously you spent, you know, over a year and a half with all these security audits and doing all that work, you know, talk to us about how important it is to do all that before actually launch. Yeah, for sure. So we know how to launch products on, on the blockchains. It's pretty different than la launching uh, products on non-blockchain because it requires like to have smart contracts which executes out of your out of your service. The, the smart contracts are executed on the like uh, blockchain really and uh, this also requires you do not have bugs <laughs> yeah so the most important important part of this is uh, having audits and we right now have two audits uh, one from team uh, who already uh, who also did uh, uniswap audit uniswap version 2 and one audit from uh, Scott Bigelow. It's a pers per personal audit. And we are going to have uh, more audits from different companies. So auditors do check all the potential security issues and all the possibilities of losing money, of, uh, uh, of capturing money, e even for uh, backdoors if uh, developers uh, who developed the platform could steal some assets so they aware of all the things also of economical model of of the project is it like working or not is it possible to somehow trick virtual prices for example to uh to get a batch rate and uh, drain the pools so it's uh, their part of job they uh, i could say that they did audit pretty well um, it, it was like cooler than i expected because uh, we also uh, got not just uh, a security report we also got a bunch of tests so they they wrote own tests to check how exactly our smart contracts behave on their test cases that that's pretty cool and uh, yeah we selected a team for audit based on their previous experience. So we decided since they did audit of AMM Uniswap version two, they will be like capable to do audit of AM, our own AMM since it. It, it's somehow similar, but have some differences and uh, they are like more suitable for, for these tasks than any other. And yeah, we, we're gonna have more security audits. They are like uh, in, in progress right now. Okay, sounds good. So where, if people are listening, where can people find out more about One Inch and um, where can they learn how to potentially participate? Um, participate in what? Using it, using the platform, how can they use it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, One Inch could be used for any swaps. If you want to swap tokens, 
if you're a trader or just regular user, you, uh, I believe everyone on uh, DeFi swaps, even if you, for example, do some stuff like putting your DAI into compound, for example, it, it could be done like swapping DAI into CDI because we have like native integrations of most of the DeFi products. Like we have native compound integration, native AAVA integration. So when, when you just swap a die to die, a die to die, it's a other wrapper. Uh, we can also unwrap it for you using our smart contracts. We, we will not use like <laughs> swap with high slippage. Yeah. So uh, one inch is a DEX aggregator for everyday use. And uh, what we launched recently, like less than three, two days ago, or maybe, yeah, less than three days ago, it's uh, on AMM. It's uh, uh, it's for those who wanna put their money to work and uh, wanna earn. We think they would earn more than on Uniswap, and uh, it could be also used for swaps. But uh, I think we should change it to to work with all uh, other liquidity of all other MMs and uh, on chain DEXs. So MuniSwap is uh, mostly tool for those who wanna put their money to work. And uh, yeah, if you would put your two assets into MuniSwap pool, you would achieve instantly rebalancing portfolio of two assets. Yeah. And uh, you would also earn on all the, all, all the swaps on, on this pool because it would serve as a separate DEX. Got it. This was Anton Bukov, uh, co-founder and CTO at One Inch. As I said again, One Inch is part of this explosion in DeFi. Uh, they are playing an integral part of it. And again, just amazing and a credit to you and your team, how you were able to put this together in such a short period of time. And obviously now with one and a half million dollars, you know, in volume there, that is just fantastic. Congratulations. This is what the the new dream of of the world is, where you can work uh, with code and create something very usable. And obviously, the market is using it. And uh, congratulations! And hopefully, we can have you back on in a few months. Talk about that native token that you guys are doing and anything else that's happening there. And uh, we wish you lots of luck, Anton. Yeah, th thank you, David. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets. This podcast is presented by Blockworks Group, one of the best digital asset event and media production companies that I know of. For exclusive content and events that provide insight into digital assets, visit them at blockworksgroup.io. You won't be disappointed.